Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Neal here, stand-up comic, host of Bachelor Nation News. It's Thursday, December 8th, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. All right, we've got a lot to get into in this video. We've got several Bachelor stories and a non-Bachelor story. We're going to end this podcast here with a video about Brittany Griner released today from a Russian prison. That whole story we'll have for you that aired originally on YouTube's Dave Neal Show. We got that for you as our last video today. So if you're just here for the Bachelor content, let's jump right into it. Aaron Clancy responds on the Almost Famous podcast to the ongoing sort of litigation about whether or not he was dating multiple women when he went on the beach and fell in love with Genevieve. He shares his side of the story. Whether you believe it or not, have a listen. Probably the, the heaviest topic then coming off of the show for you, which was that you were dating somebody else coming on the show. Sure. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the Genevieve interview that we did, um, but uh, she spoke that it was actually two people that you were dating. Uh, one um, person um, decided to not continue the relationship with you. The other person did. So obviously the one who decided not to continue the relationship is the one who spoke with Reality Steve. As this airs right now, I'm going to share the screen grabs from Reality Steve's page, realitysteve.com. Yep. Um, when you went on the show and it was kind of a waiting game to see how the show went for you uh, on if that relationship would continue. With that question being asked, I think we have to ask you, were you dating somebody coming onto the show? Were you dating multiple people coming onto the show? No, no. So that, so that's the main reason I went on this podcast is to address that. That's just simply not true at all. Right. So like, I'll just walk you through the timeline. So essentially like I, I was dating this last year, first off I, I went on, I was dating two separate people. Right. And one person in particular, the person that's releasing text messages or saying, um, certain things about me, that that relationship ended um that ended almost a year ago right um a little bit less but but then and then and then essentially i started dating someone else now the other person like i get where the anger comes in and we and i have text messages and all sorts of stuff with this girl but um the other person the the next person was one of my best friends for four years right there's there's a lot of history there she had another boyfriend vast majority of our relationship um, it became romantic at the end, but we, we really got along. So there was a, there was a certain element of like, we can move quicker because we had so much, so much history as friends, right? The relationship ended the very next, we call that a Victoria next month. I was dating someone else right now that right there is a little bit close for comfort for anyone. I get it. Um, but there was no crossover there. Now, any sort of and and that girl, that previous girl, like that, that was upset by this, me moving on so quickly. Um, could, she, just, just for clarity's sake, yeah, I, this might be disrespectful, but I think it's just, yeah. so, so not use the names. Can we say like girl A, girl B, A. and C? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So yeah. girl A yeah. um, was upset that I moved on so quickly to girl B, right? Girl B was in my life for four plus years. Um, great friend of mine. So technically girl B should be girl A if she was in the life first, but we won't get into semantics here. Right. Had a boyfriend, um, you know, most of the relationship, but we were great friends. Now girl A, um, was upset by that me moving on so quickly. Right. Uh, but she, and, and she lashed out at me over it. Right. Um, and, and, you know, this is a little piece of anecdotal evidence to what type of person this is, because I never want to speak ill on anyone, but 
I saw her at a bar and, and her and her friends, uh, she started rumor that I was gay because I left with James and they all screamed homophobic slurs at me in the bar, right? Whoa. Um, to bully me essentially, right? So I've moved, you know, whatever, move on, whatever. Now this girl. I mean, look, this just got interesting. Okay, now we're getting into the character. Aaron Clancy has every right to respond. And of course, we're going to analyze this. Reality Steve's going to cross-examine um, girl A uh, because these text messages definitely don't lie. But we don't, I personally have not seen the exact perfect timeline here to see if there was any overlap and if there what was, was it emotional or physical, all that jazz. It's going to be very interesting. But he says, just to show her side of things, that she said homophobic slurs, hate speech essentially at him because he left with his male friend. Interesting. Um, that girl B, right? We're, we're seeing each other. Um, but we're, we're great friends, but we we're not really like that compatible relationship wise, especially at that time. Um, so we, we have blowout, a couple blowout fights. We, we don't talk for months, right? Now girl a, um, thinks we're just in a happy relationship the whole time. Cause she's not involved in our, in, in my life whatsoever, or at least she, or at least she, that's what she says. So essentially all those texts you see are her reaching out girl a to girl b and saying that i was like seeing both of them simultaneously okay so we probably have enough information here and i know we're going to get to work not necessarily in this video but in the next day or two comparing the different notes but there is enough here text messages and timestamps to sort of paint the story from girl a's point of view but you have to give you have to give space for Aaron to defend himself here and say, look, if there wasn't any overlap and she's just really upset and lashing out, then it's a horrible person. Now, if there is overlap and she still lashed out, well, then she got, you know, she's scorned because she was either played or cheated on. But also it's a pretty ugly response if she if she yelled that, of course, to Aaron Clancy. It almost sounds like there's no winners here if they're all telling the truth. Right. Now, that is something that played on girl B's insecurities at the time, like, et cetera. Um, they, they riled each other up in a conversation. You're seeing little bits of that in the screenshots. And then when I essentially talk to girl B again, I give her my phone. I'm like, Hey, look at the, look at the receipts, right? Look at all the texts, look at whatever. She sees that girl A is like, I'm not over you. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to see you, blah, blah, blah. And she's that it was all kind of bullshit. And the situation was resolved, right? And it was okay, resolved. So here's what we have. Apparently, Aaron Clancy's still with girl B, or at least has been with girl B since this got exposed. So to give girl B credit here, girl B looked through all of the receipts after after initially getting very upset. Wow, what a POS. Wow, what an a-hole. Oh my gosh, you know, after getting all riled up, looks at what Aaron Clancy has for his receipts and then is still with him. So unless we hear her side, there's still a big like a gap here of like, you know, we have we have we have one uh, uh, lady A's lady A, lady antebellum, lady A here, girl A, but we don't have girl B to kind of um, paint in the rest of the picture months ago. And and that was good enough for her. It should be good enough for everyone else, because at the end of the day, there was no crossover. So he said good enough for girl B, good enough for everybody else. I was not dating multiple people. I was not in a committed relationship with like either one of them at any point. Um, and realistically going into paradise with a girlfriend, like that is something that like is, is 
I want to say a rookie mistake because of like the people that do it, but this is my second time on the beach and the producers are my friends. Like they, like I told, uh, going into paradise, they call you, they're asking you who, who you've been dating. Are you single? Whatever. I listed out these people's names. They know exactly who these people are. Um, I'm best friends with producers as well. Like they, they were, they were aware of my dating history. I don't hate the defense. He goes, look, this isn't my first rodeo. You think I would have just made such a stupid mistake to be dating two different women before going on the show. But you can also look at it and say, oh, it's his second time on the show. Maybe he's a little more uh, laid back with it all. But I do think it's important for when we look at these things. And of course, we're going to hear tomorrow on, you know, hit the subscribe button for all subscribers. We're going to get this access tomorrow. Uh, what uh, my reaction to reality steve interviewing girl a okay so but i think it's fair you know if we're gonna just go off of everything girl a says great and, and read all that great but it's fair to listen to aaron clancy even if you feel like he's lying out of his teeth um and they know exactly who these people are in the timeline so that's why it's like not it, it's just it's just not even realistic um and it's and it's and it's upsetting so this this person girl a who called me homophobic slurs in the bar um took to reality steve and ascend by the way this might sound crazy for people to hear the number one way that i too have been shamed by women is from homophobic slurs now of course you're in the bar you're drinking i have no idea what's going through people's mind but that is the quickest i think way that I, so i'm not surprised now it's a horrible thing a, a horrible thing um you know someone's sexuality should not be used against them to say that he's weak or he's lesser than or oh you're this or you're that no that should that's sh that shouldn't be the case what's what, like it shouldn't be a slur to 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 but it also we you know we shouldn't be projecting what someone's sexuality might be you know it's a very ugly situation actually uh gave him like some sort of fake story to bully me online. Like the, 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 the credibility of this person is ridiculous and it's so vicious. It actually makes me sick to my stomach because like the one thing I do is I don't lie to people. I don't play people. When I was younger, uh, late teens, very early twenties, like there was a situation where I wasn't super honest in a relationship and I ended up hurting people I truly loved. And so I will never do that again. Um, and, and this situation itself is just fabricated completely. All right. Well, tomorrow we're going to hear her side and you know, it's hard to gauge in the off season, which stories are going to really take fire. Now this Aaron Clancy story, we might, it just might not be popular enough to make its way to like, you know, a Brendan Moraes, the great unfollowing type of deal. He's very lucky that, uh, that, um, at the reunion episode, Genevieve did not know all of this information that's come out, but he claims he's, uh, one of the ladies he's still with. And, um, you know, as long as she supports him, uh, clearly uh, one side doesn't. But uh, let me know what you guys think. And in other stories that I just didn't think were that big of a deal, but actually turned out to be pretty interesting, it's Tyler and Brittany and how their relationship ended. Have a listen. Here's a story that I've been checking out, but it just really hasn't passed my, I don't know, vibe check for popular stories. Does anyone care? Let me know about Brittany v. Tyler and their kind of falling out. Brittany was on um, the podcast formerly hosted by Michelle Young. We haven't seen her there, but Becca and her man, Thomas, aka Thekka. And I got to tell you, Becca is probably wearing the most expensive winter hat you can ever wear. Oh, there it is, folks. Sorry about that. And it's a very nice hat from Aloe. I have to say those are very expensive hats. 
but you got to stay warm out here in, in Los Angeles. It's very chilly. It's about 60 degrees, <laughs> 60 and sunny. So anyway, Brittany shares her side of the story of what went down. And then right after that, we've got Tyler on Chicks in the Office sharing a completely different side of the story. The truth is, Tyler, she probably just wasn't that into you. But I know we're trying to rationalize it, make sense of it. But, you know, you got to take the loss. She probably wasn't that into you. In most cases, this is just how it goes down. But we're going to play both sides so we can hear what Brittany has to say. And then we'll have Tyler's response. All right, Brittany, take it away. Conversations was the turning point where you have this Rocky Mountain High coming off of paradise. You enter the real world and then things don't necessarily add up. At what point were you aware that this might not be your person? Um, you know, I was asking questions just about like his like values and goals and dreams. And she goes, Oh, the reason I stopped liking him, he shared his dreams. And I was like, not on my book. You know, I, I just really didn't see our aligning at all. Like, I feel like whatever I said to him, he was just kind of reiterating that. And I really wanted him to just like have his own like goals and dreams. Doesn't Tyler own a, um, a, a very lucrative um, basketball shooting game on the boardwalk? Wasn't Tyler the contestant? Isn't he like an entrepreneur? And I want him to be his own person because I'm a very independent person and I need the person I'm with to be the same when we just grow together. I don't want to like, you know, morph into one and like, mm -hmm. just you know. She says, I want, wait, hold on. She said, I want us to grow together. I don't want to morph into one. Which one is it? Independent person and... I need the person I'm with to be the same when we just grow together. I don't want to like, you know, morph into one and like, right. just, you know. So that's kind of, we have a little bit of uh, an issue there. You want to grow together, but not morph. In. I know I get that. I always say relationships are dessert, not the main course. You don't want one, um, one party to be the parasitic vine that grows on top of the other. That's codependency. You want both to stand side by side, getting equal amounts of sun and growing and supporting each other. Um. So... Yeah, I just feel like when I asked him to, just to have like a day to kind of process everything and he like didn't respect that, that's when it kind of started like chipping away at me and I kind of just knew my answer at that point. Okay, so she says she asked for a day to process things. He's about to say he gave her multiple days, but I'm just, just so we know the timeline here. Um, but... Yeah. So you had then, you came to... By the way, timeline is my word of the year, by the way. This decision of, okay, we need to just take a break. Like, I just need some time, some space. In that in that moment, were you hoping, like, okay, hopefully Harold respected, hopefully we'll take a beat, and, you know, I'll have some time to think about, like, what I truly want, we'll have a conversation. Was it in that time that he... When you say he, I guess he didn't respect it. And I want you to be able to have the floor to give your side because we didn't see that at the reunion. So, and just as a side note, it pains me to say how beautiful all three of them are on very low quality cameras. I mean, they look stunning. Did he just, this could be like an old Navy commercial. Just continue to constantly reach out. Like what, what did that all look like? Yeah. Um, so I feel like a lot of people have been, you know, saying like, oh, he was double texting her. He's a stage five clinger. But like when you're in love with someone, that shouldn't matter. I will text someone like all day long and like I'll have no problem double texting. But it was the fact that I asked him just to have a little bit of space for a second just because we did Paradise. We went to Jersey. We went to Chicago. It was just like nonstop hanging out with each other and like being like with each other all the time um, to just like, I really wanted to have that opportunity to be like, okay, 
just because he's a great person. Is he my person? So when I so Brittany escorted him out of her building, as it were, she's like, you got to go. HR said it's over. And um, she called him a little bit of a clinger. But I like the point she made where she says, you know, if you love someone, you text him 10 times in a row. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just early on in a relationship. You got to sort of play it cool. And yeah, when you're doing these safe house visits, you have to be hidden together. That's what makes it tough. Everyone should have private time. You know, you can't just all be living together nonstop. You'll drive each other crazy. You know, had that conversation with him. Um few hours later just you know sending snapchats like instagram dms and then like asked me to have a conversation over the phone so you know i wanted it to like work out and maybe just be able to have the opportunity to like miss him but when i didn't get that it just kind of really was hard for me to like overcome that all right, there you have it, folks. She wanted this is in like I'm not I'm not like I understand the dynamics of attraction and building it. She felt smothered. It's just so funny when I just where are all the good men? And Tyler's like I'm right here. I'm, I love you. I'm I, you know. <laughs> well, I didn't have the chance to miss him. It's like, and I'm not saying this as a gender thing. Do we always say like I want someone who doesn't play games? Then you don't play the games, and then it's like, well, you could have just like played a little bit of the game, you know? All right, here's what Tyler has to say in response. But uh, but yeah, everything was amazing. Um, she kept telling my family the entire time how much she loved me, how mm-hmm. she fell in love with me, stuff like this. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, this is like obviously he's moving quick, you yeah. know? It's you call it like uh, beach fever, I guess is what yeah, you can yeah, call yeah. it, where you really fall for uh, these, la- these ladies have fever for Tyler right now. They're like, oh, I got 102 temperature. I'm sweating in my lower back. But he just because you're in this little bubble. And then after that, I told her, I was just like, I'll come to Chicago. So as soon as she left, a week went by, I went to Chicago, met her family, got to hang out with her. We actually went to a Chicago Cubs game, just stayed low nice. key. But my show wasn't even on yet. So nobody yeah, knew yeah, yeah. who I was, you know. So um, got a chance to like hang out in Chicago. That's crazy to yeah. think that about. Crazy. It was I, that nuts. is also so, what is also so hard. Okay, so again to kind of the specifics of uh, how it all works out on the show, and then we're gonna play this long clip right here. Oh, it's I'm fine. Sad he lost Uncle Tim. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, met all her friends and everything, and she kept telling everybody every single person that we met, he's gonna be around for a while. He's yeah. Be around. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, I'm feeling great. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna match. I guess we'd, we'd wonder if this, if these roles were, were reversed, would we accuse him of leading her on? If he love bombed her and did all these, you're gonna meet all my friends. You're gonna be fantastic, and then all of a sudden, crickets. You know what I mean? You're giving me everything. I'm gonna give that back to you. Um, as soon as I had left. I got back home as soon as I flew in that day. Um, she said, hey, I need some space. Whoa. And I was just like, mm. what do you mean you need some space? And she wanted, wasn't like answering my phone call or my text. Right. So I was just like, I'm super confused right now because I was just with everybody. We had an amazing time. I was just like, you're switching right. a flip mm-hmm. on me. You and know? she said she felt like you weren't like respecting wasn't, her It wasn't respecting space, that. And it was space. more just me being confused at the mm. time because I was just like, what's going on? And like my biggest thing with her, I remember when we had left together in a relationship and we were in the hotel room together, I asked her, I was just like, what's something you're scared of like in a relationship? You're scared of with me. And her biggest thing was, she's like, my last relationship, I got cheated on and you treated me terribly. I was like, well, that's completely out of my character. You don't have to worry about that. I said, you're the only girl for me. I said, as long as you're with me, I'm with you. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then she asked me what I'm scared of. And he's like, what you're about to do. And like from The Bachelorette, like I told us about my past relationship 
where I had a girl that, you know, wanted to get engaged to me, wanted to move in with me, this and that, telling me all these things. And obviously I was just like, I've never experienced that before. I've never. I feel like the spark in relationships come from having a passion. And I'm not saying he doesn't have one. I'm just saying the show uh, does this thing where it kind of takes you out of your job. It takes you out of, you know, your workout regimen, your social circles, and it puts you in a whole new scenario. And then you put all your stakes and energy onto the relationship. So whenever whenever anyone's in a relationship and they're like, I don't know, I just didn't really feel the buzz anymore. What they're probably saying is we stopped, we stripped down the things that made us good, the things that we loved about each other. We, we, we stopped watering those plants and then the spark died down because how long can you just sit on the couch together, and the shit you still have to you, you can do that but you still have to pursue your passions what you love in life your jobs all these other things have to keep going um and it doesn't mean you can't do them both together it can be a venn diagram you can have a very thick venn diagram but you still have to have whatever it is that gets you up in the morning and inspires you that'll be the fuel that keeps the relationship going i had somebody that wanted that so i was 100 in 100 in and then one day things got to her, I guess, um, mentally, and mm. just like a lot going on that she just ended the relationship. Whoa. So I told Brittany, I was just like, I can't have somebody telling me everything I want to hear right. and then and just, just ending disappear. it out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, that's the like the biggest thing. She's like, I would never do that to you. Mm. Yeah. Did it. Well, yeah. <laughs> lo and behold. Yeah. Lo and behold. <laughs> um, she said she needed some space. So like a couple of days went by, didn't talk to her. Um, after she had told me, you know, she needed some space and then she had said to me, she's like, I'm thinking about, you know, I always wanted to move to London and I'm just like, I came out of nowhere and I was just like, well, when do you plan on moving to London? She's like, well, as soon as my lease is up, like seven to eight months. So she saw all the here. Instagram stories of everybody traveling Europe. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But, um, after that, like a couple of weeks had gone by, I had the, re- uh, I had the men's tell all to do. So I'm out in California and I told her, I said, hey, I'm going to be in California for like two, three weeks. Um, would you come out here and so like, she, want me- she says she's going to go to California. Then she says she can because her mom's birthday. And then all of a sudden she's like, I can't afford it. He's like, I'll pay for your trip. And as soon as I get it back, she calls me up and she says, hey, I can't make it to L.A. I'm actually at my mom's birthday party that in a week and a half, like right after my mom's party. And I'm like. You're going to London? And she was just like, yeah, I'm going to go to London. And then from there, I'm going to go to Italy. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm a little confused yeah, right a bit now. more expensive. I was like, I'm... I wonder if she got the same Italy flight deal that Greg Grippo got. Is there some sort of like bachelor, you know, bachelorair.com where they're going to be here for two, like another two and a half weeks. So while you're in London, I'm literally going to be in LA. Yeah. And I was like, and you were supposed to come here. Like, I understand mm-hmm. you're... So obviously he saw her priorities and she, uh, according to him, just didn't flat out dump him. You know what I mean? Like she, she kind of, it seems to me she played it so vague that she didn't want to break his spirit, but she didn't want to make a strong decision. Hey, anybody in a relationship knows that this is happening before where you're like sort of like soft ghosting or slowly pulling away. And then the other person draws in because they don't have all the answers. And then they look like the crazy person. It's like Tyler's not crazy here. He just wanted to know where you guys stood mom's trip getting like her plans yeah, getting yeah, moved yeah. up I was, and i'll just say this i know as a male as a cisgendered male uh, it's easier for me to empathize with the guy here because it's like it's like uh the zach brown song i always talk about i saw goodbye in her eyes he knew it was happening she wasn't saying anything and he was trying to save it the ship was sinking i was like but you still have time to come see me yeah and she was just like and i was like and also you told me that you couldn't afford a flight out here she's right. like well i've got the points i have points to like to go out to london <laughs> 
points. I'm like, I'm points. So her points are only transferable to London. This and I'm funny. like, this girl's definitely Sounds not. Sounds like you like, weren't worth the points. Exactly. Yeah. I, was not the points, the points I think the points would be spent in any place. In any place. Especially yeah. in... Well, now, to her credit, if they were points for an airline that only flew to England and not LA, then I could understand. But I've been I, I've been a student of the points game here. And chances are she could have adjusted her points to make it to LA. LA is a one of the world's largest cities, I'm sure, especially flying from Chicago to LA. It's literally like a $60 flight. Like Chicago to you know, you, oh, well, then holidays, it's more expensive. The flight from Chicago to LA costs less than it, it than buying a couple drinks here inside the u.s i think they the points there are more no outside doubt. of it <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind so i'm sitting there and i'm like and i said to her i was like brit i was like you got to see this from my side yeah I was like, you keep telling me every single day that you're absolutely in love with me so he just says quit kicking the can down the road how funny what an interesting story you know i wasn't going to cover this because it just wasn't sexy to me but it's actually pretty interesting now, I've got a third Bachelor story today that I'm just going to leave on the YouTube only. Some uh, One of our uh, audience members, a great friend of the program, sent me an Instagram story from a Dancing with the Stars professional dancer, Emma Slater, Emma, whatever her name is, and um, <clears throat> respectfully. And in the Instagram story, it was at the People's Choice Awards, and it was a Instagram story with Johnny in frame, and then it pans across, and then you see Rachel potentially checking Johnny out, Rachel Reckia. Now, is this a very interesting story? No. Did I make a 10-minute amazing video about it? Yes. It's a barrel-scraping story. The video that I made, it requires a decent amount of visuals, and so therefore, I'm going to leave it on YouTube only. Uh, so you can go to my YouTube channel, Dave Neal, to check that out. Again, that's the story with Rachel Reckia potentially... Uh, making eyes at Johnny. But anyway, that's it for Bachelor news. Now, here's a very interesting story um, that uh, we're covering here. Uh, have a listen. It's Brittany Griner being released from prison in Russia. WNBA star Brittany Griner released from Russian prison. Moments ago, I spoke to Brittany Griner, tweeted President Biden. She is safe. She's on a plane. She is on her way home. Now, obviously, if you've been living in a cave and haven't followed this show, this sub story, we've covered it for a while now. She uh, received a nine year prison sentence uh, four months ago. Uh, of course, she was caught with either weed. I'm not even sure at this point, weed or resin or uh, something marijuana related um, in her uh, bag at an airport, I believe. And then from there, she basically became a political prisoner. Obviously, the war in Ukraine. I'm not going to break. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be some comic in California who breaks down everything that happened here. But there but clearly she broke a law or at least evidence showed that she broke a law. I don't know if the trial was fair. And because of that, she was held as a prisoner. And, uh, and of course, an, an exchange was made by President Biden. He's receiving backlash. We'll get into that. So he shows the phone call there where he's on the phone releasing, you know, with all that jazz, you know, yeah, you know, the, you know, good PR. Uh, but then we have this, you know, people on the, on the opposition say we traded a Russian arms dealer, Victor Bout, known as the merchant of death to Russia for the release of Brittany Griner. I never want to hear the words gun control come from Biden's mouth again. After this one, us Marine Paul Whelan is still imprisoned in Russia. So this will be the main sort of, I guess, conservative talking point to the release of Brittany. It's kind of like a, what about ism, you know, well, what about this? How come when you got her back when this guy should have come back? And also these, um, these questions aren't wrong to ask. We live in a society where so many people in our country are in jail or have a criminal record for marijuana. 
what we found out is really not an addictive drug. It's, um, you know, I mean, the worst thing it's going to do is make you a little extra hungry for Taco Bell late at night, right? I mean, come on, the uh, the propaganda on what marijuana was, it's a gateway drug, it's going to lead to this. Meanwhile, of course, big pharma is just doling out, you know, bonuses to their sales rep for overprescribing breakthrough drugs in the opiate world, right? Watch Dope Sick, guys. Watch Dope Sick on Hulu, please. Because I have this argument all the time with people. Marijuana is not the enemy, at least not the biggest enemy. And so in our in our country, in the United States of America, we have an issue that needs to be worked out. It doesn't mean that this issue um, is not worth discussing. So um, Biden says, we have not forgotten about Paul Whelan. This was not a choice about which American to release. Russia is treating Paul's case differently. We are not giving up. So just one of those scenarios. I'm not going to pretend like I know much about foreign politics or how to um, how to negotiate to hostage releases in foreign countries. I don't know how that works out. But um, uh, what the, what the, they're saying is that that's just a different scenario. So this should be celebrated and not in you know the Paul scenario. It's not like everyone's sitting on their hands and not doing anything about it. Which again. We don't know from the president earlier this morning. President Biden joined in the Oval Office by Sherelle Griner, who you just heard from, as well as the secretary of state, Tony Blinken, and the vice president, Kamala Harris, who you see there, were able to speak with Brittany Griner by phone. And then later, Sherelle Griner, Brittany Griner's wife, was able to have a private conversation by phone with her wife from the president's study. So the question now is, where does she go? Senior administration officials are telling NBC News that Brittany Griner is being flown to a military medical facility in San Antonio for care and treatment effectively to make sure that she is physically well and to check on her. You can now, like, not to be all James Bond, but you got to think they're looking for bugs. Uh, they're looking for foreign diseases, right? Am I am I crazy just to think that they're probably looking at her going, you've been in in in, in Russia for the last, you know, X amount of months here. Um, you know, we want to make sure you're okay. We know that horrible story where there was uh, a, a prisoner, a political prisoner in North Korea, and he was returned to the U.S. and then like literally died days later from some wild, you know, disease. Imagine the mental and physical ordeal that Griner would have had over the course of nearly 10 months behind bars. She was there first detained February 17th of this year. We are told that Sherelle Griner will be flying to San Antonio, where she will have the first opportunity to greet her wife. But for the White House, this is a major diplomatic achievement. But as you note, it does come with some significant frustration, the inability to be able to get Paul Whelan home as well. Whelan, a U.S. businessman, a former U.S. Marine, remains detained in Russia. The U.S. says that his detention is unacceptable and that it is wrongful. And now for the first time, we are ha- hearing from the family of Paul Whelan, his brother David Whelan, releasing a statement just moments ago celebrating the release of Brittany Griner but saying, despite the possibility that there might be an exchange without Paul, our family is still devastated. I can't even fathom how Paul will feel when he learns. The exchange of Brittany Griner, we are told, came, according to U.S. officials, for a man by the name of Victor Buda, convicted Russian arms dealer who had already served 14 years. He had seven years left on his uh, sentence. All right, so so essentially he was going to be released in seven years. He served 14 so 
So he was going to go free eventually. And Brittany Griner, of course, this is all political folks, right? But I don't, I do reject this idea that we, that um, I never want to hear the words gun, tr- gun tr- control come from Biden's mouth again because he released or at least aided in the release of Brittany Griner for a someone who is a, uh, you know, uh, for Victor Bout, a Russian national. I reject that argument. I think we can talk about gun control. I think we can talk about legalizing marijuana and also decriminalizing and expunging the records of anyone who not only was arrested for a marijuana-related crime, but all crimes that happened after that. Once you're in this system, you can't get a normal job. You're hardened by, I mean, we have such a broken uh, prison industrial complex that exists out there. This might ruffle some feathers. Leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think. But if you if if, if you get hardened because you are arrested for something that other people are doing in other states perfectly fine and legal, then I think you have to look at all of their future. Now, if you have all these nonviolent crimes that come after that, that's a different story. But there is a butterfly effect of what happens once you are in our prison system. And unfortunately, uh, this is a great example with Brittany Griner that if you're going to go abroad, especially, I mean, you could say it's bad luck that she went to Russia and then a war broke out. So obviously any U.S. citizen, they're going to try to hold on to if they can for political reasons. It's a nasty thing that happens. So her luck was horrible there. This probably wouldn't have happened a year or two years ago, but it literally happened at the worst moment. But also if she did travel, it's one of those things. Look, I like to smoke weed. Okay, but when I go to Thailand or when I go to some of these Asian countries, it's like, you know, the rules, you know how strict it can be. You, you can't do that. Well, that about wraps it up for the day. All the videos or I should say audio you didn't need, but listen to anyway. I always appreciate you. Hey, we've been doing this for just over a month now. We keep on growing. We're at about 2000 downloads a day. Let's make that 10,000. Let's really keep blowing this up. Uh, the way to help blow this up is to make sure you've subscribed or followed depending on what app you use give us a good rating on spotify or apple store on the i'm sorry the on apple podcast on the podcast app you can give us a good review and also share it with your friends just if um, if you got any friends that like bachelor news let us give us a shot and we will try to keep them happy all right folks well we'll see you tomorrow for next for our last episode of the week for friday's bachelor rush hour but in the meantime i've been dave neal this is bachelor rush hour